welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for our time with you together, Lord, and with our brothers and our sisters that we raise our voices high. Come on, ask for his spirit tonight. Sing it. As the spirit was moving over the
with your spirit, Jesus. I give you my heart. I give you my trust. Jesus. You are my God. You are enough. Jesus. Sing it again. Give you my heart, give you my that's right, sing it to him. I give you my sing Jesus.
Father, as we speak, you're working in a mighty way in our lives, Lord. We surrender ourselves tonight to you, Lord, to your sovereignty, Lord, to your way. So we sing this song, Lord, as a prayer of dedication of our lives, Lord, and to you. We'll sing it together. Church, come on. Sing it with me. Say, my heart is yours. Because my heart is yours. My heart. Say, take it all. Take it all. My life is yours. Here we go. Say, Father, that's truly our prayer. Our prayer is that we surrender all. And God, we have to be completely honest. A lot of times we surrender 90%, 70%. And we hold on to certain things that we think we can still manage. And God, tonight we admit we're just out of control, God. We need to surrender everything to you, to your control. So, Father, take our pain, take our celebration, take our worries and our fears, and take our hopes and our promises. Father, take everything that we are and everything that we have. We dedicate it to you, our life, 
our spouse, our children, our parents, our siblings, our friends, our job, our companies, our everything, Lord, our school campuses, the government that we serve under. Father God, the leaders that lead and sometimes aren't leading and we're not even in agreement with, yet you tell us to pray for our leaders, so we do. So we pray for their salvation. We pray for transformation. We pray, Father God, that you bring this country back to you. And Father God, I really believe half of the stuff that's going on is you're trying to get our attention of how desperately we need you. So God, you have our attention. Our eyes and ears are wide open. Father, in the name of Jesus, take care of Albuquerque, New Mexico, Bernalillo County, New Mexico. Take care of, Father God, the United States of America and this world that we live in. Father, bring back the glory of God. Please do not remove your glory from us, Lord. We still are a bunch of believers that believe that we are still one nation under God. We are following you, Lord. And Lord, maybe the rest of the country doesn't believe they're Christians, but we know we're Christians. And we want the whole world to know we're Christians by our love. So Father God, let us learn to love each other. Let us learn, learn to love ourselves because you say, love your neighbor as yourself. So help us to learn to love ourselves and accept us. And Lord, free your spirit within us to see the transformation you want to bring. So God, whether they're in this sanctuary or online, I don't know how they're listening to my voice, but I pray more than anything that they listen and obey yours. So Father God, hear our cry, hear our need, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray to the person to our right and to our left, the person in front of us, the person behind us. Meet their need, Lord. You know what they're going through. We don't. They have a beautiful smile, but Lord, they might be hiding that pain behind that beautiful smile. So in the name of Jesus, comfort them, minister to them, be with them. Father God, have your way. Have your way. I surrender all. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. Turn off Jesus Surrender all to Take it all, take it all, take it all. 
take it all tonight. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for your presence in this place, Lord, that you would allow us to be in this place with you, Lord, and thank you for this wonderful time of worship. Lord, to declare who you are in our lives, Lord, not who we are, but whose we are, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, to say that we surrender ourselves to you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Give him a shout tonight. Yeah. church as you're up there just celebrating what the lord is doing why don't you celebrate that the person next to you is actually here and welcome them to the house of god tonight I'm Tommy. And I'm Eddie. And we're the Skit Guys. We want to talk to you today about signing up to being a part of the AV or Tech team. Oh, it's so true. There is nothing worse than... Mm, Wow. Okay. As I was saying, there's nothing worse than a technical problem hindering worship on Sunday morning. Yeah. And furthermore, we find that the... Okay. Um, Guys... A little light here? A little light here? Okay. Uh, okay, that is bright. Bright light. Okay, that is so bright. That is so hot. That is burning my hair. What? Your hair? My arm hair. Oh, that makes more Just sense. Just roll. There are a lot of different elements in worship these days, and that can be a lot of different distractions. If Okay, that's our shoes. Guys, that's seriously up, up. Uh, okay, not there. Just down a little. Down, down, right, right. Just a little. If you feel like maybe you're an electronic whisperer or you're really good with lighting, audio, or sound, we need you. Sign up today. We need help. Really badly. Please? Please do that. Okay, is that a microphone? That's a microphone. Maybe next... Seriously? Are you serious? Maybe it'll get better next Sunday. It can't get worse. I know, right? How, how appropriate is that? Huh? <laughs> we didn't even plan that, believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> hey, church, uh, can we give it up for our media team? Amen. Our media team, they're just, they're really cool people. They're not all there, but they're really good people. They're really good people. Hey, church, uh, I wanted to tell you, you know, we've been talking about our volunteers and uh, we always, I, I never want to miss the opportunity. Thank you so much for the amazing response. You know, on Sunday, we did the same thing for our media team. And I'm trying to get back to every single one of you. We've had such an awesome response for media team because it's, it's what is considered the cool thing, right? To press all the buttons and to make sure that these things go off. We're talking the video, the sound, right? You saw me. I was like, oh, I guess I have to run sound. Why? 
because our sound guy is not behind the board. I want to call him out. Hector, why don't you come out here? Right? I'm going to put him on the spot. Hector, why didn't you unmute me? Oh, because he's back there. And then I want to call out Philip. Why don't you come out, Philip Griego? These are our media people. Let me see. Hector, let's make sure that you're unmuted. Uh, are you? Yeah, you're unmuted. So it just needs a look at that. We changed batteries too. Church, uh, these are just some of our volunteers that I want to talk about the importance of our media team. These guys are the ones that drop batteries on the stage. These guys are the ones that mute or don't unmute you, right? See, nobody knows that they exist until stuff like that happens. Right, this is God. Hector, did you plan this? This is No, I did not. <laughs> Come here, Philip. Come over here, <laughs> It my just dude. happened. I forgot. I came up here and they said, "Hurry, you got to go back there." I said, "Oh yeah." For then what? I... Oh, to talk about recruits. <laughs> oh yeah, we need new people, right? To unmute us. So, church, I wanted to talk to you about the importance of what these guys do. Um, Hector's our, our lead sound engineer and as, as we say it's it's the title when we say engineer. It's a technical term that we use, but it's just, he's a sound guy, right? He's the one to make sure our levels are good for you guys and not too loud. Um, uh, unmuting and unmuting. He also helps us with our, our um, stream uh, sound. We call that streaming audio. Uh, this is Philip Griego, the newest member of our team. Uh, welcome him onto the team. As we speak, well, okay, not like right in this moment, because right in this moment he's here, but he's actually in training right now with Adrienne out in production. And uh, tonight he's, he's kind of taking control, but he's learning. And I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, what you guys do, the importance of what it is, because church, what you don't understand, and I hope you understand, is the importance of what you do uh, in, when it comes to media. It gives us this worship experience that we have on all these graphics, right? On Sunday we had my wife Barbara here who leads our our visual side, which are all the graphics that you see on the screen or at home, uh, lyrics, sermon notes, those kind of things. Um, Hector takes care of sound. Philip takes care of production. So he'll be helping us stream our services literally across the world, right? Outside of these four, anywhere outside of these four walls that you can, that you can view our services. So Philip, being that you're the newest guy on the, on the, on the, on the, on the team, tell us what, what brought you to A to say, hey, here I am use me and two what does that look like with your schedule because you also have a nine to five what do you do for a living i'm in it right so i do computer stuff all day so it just comes from one to the other it and seemed that's, like a perfect fit yes right? that's why when you said we need volunteers yeah. where can you use you and i'm all i, I do it there's nowhere they can use me and then <laughs> i learned about production right. and here i am so cool man and but you you have a very demanding job right it is high demand job everywhere right as is really any position that basically anybody has these days um hector why don't you tell us what do you do for a living and because a lot of people think well say or think i don't i don't have time or i i I can't commit to that and what does that look like for you um i do i deliver pods all day long so i my boss is really i got a really good boss he kind of gives me a lot of leeway to do different things so anytime michael needs me it's like hey he just calls, and then I ask my boss, and he says, yeah, go ahead. But there's times that I can't, so I have to tell Mike, hey, you know, I can't. Yeah. But it is pretty demanding, and yeah. my time here is, I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. So it's not like, it's not hard. Yeah, and one of the things that we always touch on, and we always say, no matter what department that you volunteer in, it doesn't matter, because we always say, man, if you feel like it's important, you will make time for it. You know, just yesterday, 
Hector and Danette, his wife, who also runs, she's actually running a visual for us on Wednesday nights. They were sitting right there where Brother Tomas and Sister Renee are. They were unraveling uh, what we call a ball of spaghetti. And in that room, we have bins of cables. That it just looks like a bowl of spaghetti, and they're just undoing knot after knot after knot. Because they feel it's important to the ministry, right? If we need a cable, he goes, oh, I have it. Instead of going back in the middle of service, saying, it's a ball of knots. So being that our media team, right now what we're in desperate need of is we need another sound engineer. Because Hector has a demanding job, right? The last thing I ever want to do is make put his job in jeopardy. So And plus... He wants to enjoy service with his family as you all like to as well, right? Philip, being the new guy, we're just going to work him to the bone, man. We're just gonna say, you know what, Philip? You're the new guy. You're covering every shift. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not the case at all. We're so grateful for people like Philip, for people like Hector, our team in the back. Uh, they're just a dedicated, dedicated team. And we thank them so much for the service. Church, media is not just production. It's not just sound. It's also photography graphic arts so really anything in the uh, media arts departments photography video graphics video editing picture editing photo editing um, anything like that if you if you feel like you have hey I'm pretty good with technology I think I can do something like that or I like point and shoot cameras hey we're not asking for, for professionals you know Hector why don't you tell us real quick your story how you came into this position because you really you you never ran sound before no, I didn't know anything about sound, nothing. I could barely cue the, the stereo on my, in my car. And he called me up and said one day, hey, I need a sound guy. I say, he goes, you guys, you willing to do it? I said, sure. Yeah, he goes, uh, I, here you go. And I said, well, what do I do? He's all, just move these up and down. And that Make was just sure volume. The doesn't catch on fire. Yeah, yes. that was it. Just, just volume. And then slowly I started to listen to a lot more stuff. And just started paying attention while I was working and he hearing it. And once I got that, then I started messing with other stuff. And the easy thing about that board is that anything you mess up, you can recall back. It's a, it's a digital. So if I mess something up, I just push a button, two buttons, and there every, everything's back to normal. Yeah. And so it's super simple. And the thing is, Hector said, saw that there was a need, right? Uh, just a quick story. Hector is actually my first cousin. And... He saw me stressed out one day, and I was, we were out. We were, we were super short on um, volunteers, and he goes, dude, you look super stressed. And I go, yeah, I don't have a sound guy. I don't have a visual tonight. So I was, like, all over the place. And he said, well, how can I help? And I said, can you make sure that this board doesn't catch on fire? Like, honestly, this is what I need. And Hector dug his heels in because he said, man, number one, he's dedicated, number one, to the Lord. Number two, he's dedicated to this church. And he says, I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve this congregation. And he goes, and then I, I hate to see that you're so stressed and so shorthanded. And since then, he's taking full ownership. Now he's training other people. So if you, if you say, well, you know what? I would love to learn something like that. We're not asking for full-blown professionals, right? Philip just tonight learned this is the machine that we use. This is what we do. And you know what? Philip has been taking control tonight. So if you're watching from home, Philip's taking control. And he's doing an awesome job. Can we give up for Philip and for Hector, for our media team? So if you say, you know what? I want to help with lyrics. I want to help with lyrics. I want to help with graphics. Maybe, maybe you have a gift for building graphics. Maybe you have a gift for shooting videos. Maybe you're a content creator for social media. And you want to pursue that. Come and talk to me. Or... There's a QR code that's behind me. 
you can scan that QR code and then go ahead. That, that will go directly to my inbox and then I will get a hold of you. Like I said, the response has been amazing when it comes to media because it's such an awesome place to serve. It really is. It's so fun. We, we are a fun family. Um, it, it's, our worship community is just, man, it's such a tight-knit family. So the response has been amazing. So I'm trying to get back to every single one of you, so be patient with me. Um, but church, that QR code is what you want to scan, and I'll get in touch with you probably early next week at this point. And then you and I can talk about how we get you started in serving. So thank you, Hector. Thank you, Philip, so much for your service and for what you guys do or don't do. <laughs> Unmute me, right? <laughs> church, we thank you so much for, again, the response. Um, and church, we also want to remind you real quick while I'm here, Trunk or Treat is around the corner and we need candy. That's the last thing I'm going to say is we need candy, so please if you're at the store and you see just a small bag of candy and the Lord is like, hey, just grab that bag of candy and turn it into the Candyland station out here because it's for our trunk or treat that's going to be held. It is going to be you know, October the 28th here in the parking lot of New Beginnings Church. So we need your help. And if you want to sign up also to uh, showcase your car and decorate your car really, really awesome, that would be a great way to do it. And this QR code that's behind me to register your vehicle. That's the code that you want to go ahead and scan. And while you're there, church, uh, and you want to be a part of the mission and vision of New Beginnings, that give button is the best way that you can do that. If you're not volunteering, maybe you are volunteering and you want to be a part of what we're doing, that's a great way to do it. Thank you, church. Now I'm out. God bless you, church, and thank you once again. Pastor Richard. My name is Renee Chavez-Maez. I'm the executive director. My name is Renee Chavez-Maez. I'm the Executive Director of Frontline Resurrection Women's Life Recovery Home in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Frontline Resurrection and the Free Project will be at New Beginnings Church. We are going to have a Women's Life Recovery Conference Friday, October 20th and Saturday, October 21st. We are going to have worship sessions. We're going to have childcare, youth engagement. We are going to have food fellowship, and a whole lot of Jesus. What we want to do is we want to bring all of the faith-based life recovery homes from around New Mexico. We want to get in one space and we want to worship God together. We want to give God glory do his name. So that means that we will be reaching out to you if you run a faith-based uh, women's life recovery uh, in any respect, a life recovery home or a life recovery program, we're going to reach out to you. And if we don't, please reach out to us. My number is 505-582-5901. We want to hear from you. We want to we want to see what God has done. Mark your calendars. Women's Life Recovery Conference, October 20th and 21st, 2023. I look forward to seeing you guys there. It's going to be great. Don't forget, their tickets are being sold out in the mall area, and uh, we hope that you will support that. Youth, you're supposed to have already been dismissed. We hope that you guys have an amazing Bible study tonight, youth. Uh, I do want to let you know that uh, 
that the city council just last night voted on giving over a hundred, I mean, $1.5 million to help in recovery. And they're going to pump money into, they're going to put money into the jail and some other industries. And I thought, you know what? We're that far ahead of them. Uh, we're planning this. And it's not that, see, some people think, you know what? Like, man, I'm not in recovery. Let me tell you something. I know people that are related to me that are in recovery. And most everyone in here, either you or you have a relative that's fighting some kind of addiction. It might be pornography, it might be overeating, it might be gambling, it might be just addictive behaviors, it might be drugs or alcohol, it could be whatever. And so it's going to be an amazing time, and I hope that you will do that. Hey, don't forget this Friday night's movie night. If you signed up, man, it's going to be an amazing time. We're going to have a great time. And Saturday, ladies, is um, it's sisterhood. Hey, they were talking about streaming around the world. There's somebody right now that watches every week, and they're watching right now from Dublin, Ireland. So from Dublin, Ireland. God bless you, my brother or sister. And it's like 2.41 in the morning over there. Man, they, maybe they watch because they have insomnia, and they're like, oh, pastor puts me to sleep, you know? <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us. We'd love to have a shout-out. Email us or something. And uh, there's some people watching from New York right now and Mississippi and all across, literally coast to coast. And it's an amazing ministry. Guys, I started a sermon series called In Time of Pain. And a lot of people have been writing me and saying, wow, Pastor, thank you. It's really been helping me to process and know what to do when I get hit with times of pain. And I want to talk about a situation that there's a lot of misconception of, and that's when storms arrive. You see, some of us are seeing in the, in the, in the foreground a storm of brewing, something in your family, something in your life, something going on that you're going, oh my gosh. I don't know if you notice on Monday, my goodness gracious, down south, there was a big, huge black cloud that worked its way from Berlin and all the way over here, and it was raining, and man, it was crazy. And sometimes right now, some of you are seeing a storm coming, and you're going, oh, God, that storm's coming, that storm's coming. Some of you are smack dab in the middle of a storm. And some of you just came out of it, and you go, man, now you preach it, Pastor. I wish you would have preached this a few weeks ago. But I want to talk about when the storm arrives, when it hits us. I'm going to be in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. I'm going to be in verse 35 through 41. And these seven verses, it's amazing what God says. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So Jesus says, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Say that with me. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Say it again. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Now, who just said that? 
Yeah, Jesus. And he says, so they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out. Now, they, they were smart. When you head out in a boat, you head on a car, you head on your motorcycle, you head out in anything, always take Jesus with you. Amen? Okay. And they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. So now there's people getting in their boats and they're following Jesus. But as soon as a fierce storm came up, high winds, but, but soon a fierce storm came up and high winds were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Man, I don't know about you. Some of us, our life is being filled with water right now, isn't it? I mean, the problem's getting big, and it's just filling up, and it's like, oh, God, this thing's getting deep. This thing's getting heavy. This thing's getting, wow. Verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? Now, these guys are professional fishermen, at least a bunch of them are. Now, they're freaking out. You know the storm had to be bad. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? You still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Lord, I pray that we would be even wiser than the wind and the waves, and we would obey you. So God, help us to really get some truths out of this tonight to help us when the storms arrive in our life. I pray in Christ's name, amen. So there's a lot of things packed in this story. But the very first thing was, what did Jesus tell them? Let's go to the other side of the lake. Listen to me. Jesus is inviting them to go to the other side of the lake. So right here, Jesus is in the boat with them. They took Jesus. Hey, you're going with us. We need you in the boat. And he's like, no problem. But I'm tired. So he's laying down. For him, it's not a huge storm. He's crashed out. He's relaxed. He's exhausted. He's been ministering all day. He's been pouring himself out. And he's asleep in the back of the boat. So what we need to understand, first of all, is when the storm arrives, don't be caught off guard. Everyone gets storms, amen? Everyone gets them, everyone. Good people, bad people, rich people, poor people, Christian people, non-Christian people, spirit-filled people, non-spirit-filled people, wicked people, ugly people, handsome people, pretty people. We all get storms, amen? Everyone does. So don't freak out when a storm comes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Look, here's some storm myths. Because people say this to me all the time. Well, 
I'll be protected from storms if I just follow the will of God. They're not only in the will of God. He said, let's go to the other side of the lake. He's with them. Am I connecting with anyone? Hear me. Just because you're in the will of God, you can still get storms. Storms going to come at you. Some people think right away, oh, they're sick. I wonder if there's sin in their life. Oh, they're having problems in their marriage. There must be sin in their life. Oh, they're having problems with their children. There must be sin in their life. They're having financial problems. There must be sin in their life. There must be, there must be. You know what? There might be some sin in your life, and you need to check that out. But sometimes you're living perfect. You did exactly what Jesus said. Let's go to the other side. Let's get in the boat. I'll get in the boat with you. Let's go across, and storms still come. So don't get all shocked when storms come. Don't freak out. Examine yourself, but if you're right standing, keep marching forward. Don't quit. Haven't you met a bunch of quitters? I have. I'm quitting, I quit. I'm not coming to church anymore. Why? I'm having problems. I'm having problems. I go, maybe you're the problem. Are you with me? Haven't you met people like that? They're a bunch of whiners. They're like, lovely, things are going bad. Guess what? Jesus had a real bad day one time. He's with the disciples, and he sends them out two by two to go preach, and he's all amped up, and all of a sudden they come and tell him that his cousin John the Baptist got beheaded. And he's like all happy, send them out, and then all, all bummed out. And then they come back, and they're all happy and stoked, and he goes from happy to sad to happy to just all just wrapped up in emotions. Sometimes life happens. You got to understand that. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 says this. And these servants of Christ, are, you, are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. This is Paul talking. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without numbers, faced death again and again. Like, are they servants of God? I am. And I've gone through all kinds of headaches. I've gone through all kinds of storms. I've gone through the fire, he's saying. And what, you're going to say that I'm not a Christian? He goes, are they Christian? He goes, let me tell you something. It doesn't mean you don't have problems. It means that God sees you through them. Another myth that people come up with is, I'll be protected from storms if I'm living according to his commandments. I keep his commandments. I'm perfect. Everything's fine. Everything's wonderful. Man, did Jesus live a perfect life? The answer is yes. And they crucified him. And they found him guilty of eating with sinners. So it'd be like if he was living here amongst us today, he'd be crucified because he was eating with us. And not that we're constant sinning. Some of us haven't surrendered to Jesus, so you're a full-time sinner. But if you surrender to Jesus, you're no longer a sinner. You're just a saint that sins every once in a while. And you're supposed to get right. Amen? But in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Good friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through. 
as if something strange were happening to you. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. I'm going through trials. Don't be freaked out about it. No, the devil doesn't want you happy. The devil doesn't want you successful. The devil wants to trip you up. Remember when Jesus got baptized? He had not gone into full-blown ministry. And finally, God called him to step out, and he goes to John the Baptist to get baptized because John the Baptist was baptizing people in the river. So Jesus goes there, and John the Baptist says, man, I'm not worthy to baptize you. Like, what are you doing? He goes, no, listen, it's my Father's will in heaven for you to baptize me. And he gets baptized, and the minute he comes out of the water, there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then all of a sudden it says that the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness. So now he's in the wilderness, and he's out there for 40 days, and he's not eating, and he's fasting, and he's praying, and the devil comes and tempts him, and the devil comes and attacks him, The devil comes and tries to get him when he's weak because he's tired, he hasn't had anything to eat, and he's just weak, and the devil comes and he beats up on you when those things happen. Don't be all shocked and surprised when you're following the Lord and you're truly following him and still trials come your way. Know that they come your way, amen? Sometimes you get sick. Ooh, why did I get sick? I thought I'm a Christian. You are a Christian, and you got sick sometimes because guess what? Sickness is around. Sickness came into this world because sin came in the world. That doesn't mean you're now in sin. It just means sin created sickness. So if you got COVID, oh, they must not be living right. Oh, they got COVID. Oh, they got the chicken pox. Oh, they they got, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with people? People will start saying all kinds of stuff. Don't listen to that nonsense. Another myth about storms is that I'll be protected from storms if I'm giving of myself in a sacrificial way. I serve every day at God's warehouse. I serve every day at New Beginnings Church. I serve every day in the streets. I serve every day at Frontline Resurrection. I serve every day at Under His Construction. I serve every day in this ministry, in that ministry, and I serve every day, and I sacrifice myself. I sacrifice, and God has to keep me from problems because I'm sacrificially serving Him. Jesus sacrificially served Him so much that He died for us, but He still faced death, and He still went through problems. So don't be all shocked if things go wrong, in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 18 through 20, in this three verses, it says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first, Jesus said. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me naturally, they will persecute you, he said. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. 
So we've got to understand that sometimes our greatest struggle with storms is just bad theology. In other words, we think that we're not going to have any problems because we're Christians. We're not going to have any problems because we're serving him. We're not going to have any problems because we're following his commandments. We're not going to have any problems. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that, you know what? You could be walking perfect with the Lord, and the devil's still going to come after you. He's going to throw everything he can to take you down. So you've got to remember that. So don't be caught off guard when storms come. Don't freak out and think, oh, my gosh, what happened? What happened is the devil's coming after you. He's trying to just take you down. Another thing we need to remember about storms is that when storms arrive, they reveal our values and they refine our faith. We find out who we are during storms, and we find out who God is during storms. You find out how, how, you, how tough you are, how, you, how much you really do believe, how much you really put your trust in God. Some of us are, I'll serve God no matter what, and then a storm comes, no, oh, forget it. I surrender all. No, okay, forget it. I surrender most. I give him most. Instead of all to Jesus, I surrender. I give you half of my stuff, because the other stuff I'm going to hold on to. Like, that's how we really live. We don't really surrender. It, it refines us. It, it shows us that we need to grow up. It shows us that there's areas in our life that need some refining, because we're not thinking right, and we're not processing right, and, and we think, oh, my gosh, why are you talking to me like that? Because people are rude. And sometimes they, they, they just lose respect. That doesn't mean they hate you. It means they're having an issue. First Peter chapter 1, verse 6 says, So be truly glad. There is a wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. So he goes on to say, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. So man, it's saying, let me tell you, you know how you, you purify gold? You know how you, you purify gold? You crank up the heat, and the heat, start separating the impurities from the gold. And all of a sudden, the impurities, they, they go to the top and they skim it off and they get it out so it's pure gold. So when they say like 14 karat gold or 10 karat gold, or what they're saying is, is this is how clean the gold is. This is how purified it is. It's, some is more purified than others, so it's better than others. And God is saying, don't you understand that trials purify you? Trials bring out the best in you, but trials also bring out the worst that's still in you. Because, man, if you're losing it, you're in the parking lot, and you're driving around, and you can't find the parking space, you're like, that's stupid. They even moved to a bigger building and more parking. I still can't find a parking place. This. This is horrible. That's stupid. What's wrong with this place? You have some issues. You need some help. 
And if you're flying off the handle all the time, you need to say, God, what's, what's ticking inside of me that's making me explode? What's wrong, God? Because storms bring out the best, but also the worst in us. And one time, Cindy and I were having a disagreement that rapidly turned into an argument that turned into a not very good situation. And I told her, Cindy, thank you, babe. She goes, thank you? Thank you for what? I go, you made me so blistering mad. Oh, my gosh, I found out there's still a lot of stupid impurities in me. Man, I'm sorry, hon. I'm sorry I, I blew up like that, and I'm ashamed that, hey, God, I still need a lot of help over here. Anytime you want to kick in, and he's like, I've been trying to kick in for 41 years, you idiot. <laughs> Am I a little bit too honest and transparent? <laughs> Some of you guys are going, oh, my gosh. Take the log out of your own eye before you take the speck out of mine. <laughs> but hear me. We learn a lot about God in storms. And we also learn a lot about us. And we find out where we still need help. And we find out that he's right there to help us. So we need to say, Lord, here I am. Thank you that you're there too. Because, Lord, I'm finding out I'm weaker than I thought. I thought I'd had it all together. I thought I could do it. And, Lord, I, I can't do it. I need your help. I desperately need your help. So storms really bring that out in us. And another thing, the third thing I want to talk about storms is that when storms arrive, God may be silent. He was asleep in the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. But it doesn't mean he's absent. He was right there the whole time. What did Jesus say? Let's go to the other side. Jesus is not going to give you instructions to kill you. Jesus is not going to give you instructions to set you up to fail. Jesus is not going to set you up so that you will go into disaster. Now, he knew there was going to be a storm, but he knew he was in control. He knew that he was going to be in perfect control. Even though he's sound asleep, God is still in control. The minute they had to wake him up, hey, come on. He's going, guys, where's your faith? Come on, guys. Hey, quiet. Oh, my gosh. How can we hear with all this wind? Quiet. The wind, psh. Stop rocking so much. The waves stop. They're like, oh, my gosh. What's he going to tell us? Now, it says right there, he said to the waves and the wind. But when I read it one time, I thought he was telling them, quiet. Be silent. Like, what's wrong with you, bunch of ninnies? Put me in a bunch of crybabies. I got it under control. But he wasn't saying that. He just sold the wind. Hey, wind, stop. These guys are all scared of the wind. I was sound asleep, enjoying myself, getting some rest. It settled down, wind. The wind stopped. They're like, wow, I'm tripping out now. 
He was all silent. He was quiet. I didn't even know if he was paying attention. Have you ever felt like that? Hey, God, anytime you want to wake up and remember I'm down here. You ever gone through that? Have you ever said this one? After all I've done for you, God. (laughs) Oh, you've done so much, yes. Man. He's saying, be silent, be still. And everything got silent and still, including them. Daylight went. Oh, my goodness gracious. This guy's of God. Even the wind, the water obeys him. What kind of man is he? Like, what's wrong with us? He bothered him and woke him up, and man, he's asking us, don't we have faith? I thought I had faith. We've been following this long. You figure we would have learned something by now. Have you ever had those conversations with yourself? I know I have. When I go like, man, Lord, I figure I would have learned by now. Like, what's wrong with me? When am I ever going to get it? When am I ever going to wake up? When am I finally going to go, ta-da, I get it. We don't always get it. Mary and Martha, in the John chapter 11, sisters of Lazarus, they go, Lazarus, our brother, is very sick to the point of death. They sent a messenger to Jesus. He was a whole day's journey away. So it took a day to get to him, another day to get back. When they went and told Jesus, Jesus said, Lazarus' death is not, I mean, sickness is not under death. Don't worry about it. He's not going to die. So he stayed where he was ministering. He was about his father's business. Jesus doesn't get distracted. Jesus doesn't get all freaked out. Jesus doesn't get all, there's a storm. There's a storm. Lazarus is about to die. Jesus is like, calm down, calm down. I'm, I, I got it under control. But there's a storm here. I'm, I'm settling so just go back, and I'll, I'll be there when I'm there. So he stays where he's at a few more days, and when he finally gets there, Lazarus has been in the grave for four days. Mary and Martha are all bummed out. They say, Jesus is coming. Martha went out to greet him. Mary didn't even get out of the house. She's all mad. Why should I go outside? Why? Ya pa qué? little late now, Jesus. You've been asleep on your head on the cushion all this time. We've been about to die. We're about to die. Don't you care? We're about to die. I'm sure no one of you have ever said those kind of things, you know. But it's in the book so that we can get it. Jesus is aware of our emotions. He knows we get all weird. He knows we get all, hi, 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 a cuckoo, a cuckoo. If you don't know what the cuckoo is, it's a Spanish word for the boogeyman. Hey, the boogeyman, the boogeyman, the boogeyman. La Llorona, La Llorona, the crier, the crier. So, have you ever thought about that? What's wrong with us scaring our children to death? They're in therapy now. <laughs> They're grown adults. They hear someone crying. La Llorona's about to get me. I can't go. I gotta sleep with the nightlight on. 
Oh, my gosh. Jesus is going, don't you all have any faith? Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm the light of the world. I'm a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. You don't need a light. I'm your night light. I'm your daylight, your night light, your noon light, your everyday light. Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus in the supper time, Jesus all day long. Man, but we get all weird. So Martha says to Jesus, well, Lord, if you only would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I've shared this before. See, she didn't say it quite like that. She's really hurting because her brother just died. And she's really disappointed. Mary's so disappointed, she doesn't even come out of the house. Martha comes out of the house, but you can see her like this. If you just would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Like, come on, Jesus. Why were you asleep in the back of the boat with your head on the cushion? We're about to drown. Don't you care that we're about to drown? Don't you care we're going through this? The answer is yes. He cares. He knows he hasn't been asleep. He didn't get caught off guard. He's fully aware of the situation. That's why when he woke up, he said, silent, that's enough. Stop it. These guys can't handle it. They don't have enough faith to make it through this kind of storm. So stop. Be still. So the wind stopped. The water was calmed. And they're freaking out and going, oh, my gosh. We were scared to death. And he just spoke, and it stopped. Man, I hope I could get that kind of faith someday. You see, Jesus was trying to activate their faith. He wasn't trying to show them up. He was trying to show them when you really have faith, God will see you through even the biggest storm of your life. He will see you through. He will not abandon you. He's not asleep. He's fully aware of what's going on. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we see God's awesome power in a storm. And other times, we just experience his awesome presence. Well, sometimes he doesn't stop the storm. Sometimes he just lets the water rage, and then he gets up and he says, that's enough. Stop. But you need to learn, you need to learn that you need to have more faith. Because you say you have faith, you go to church, but the minute you hit a problem, oh, forget it, and I was even in church. Didn't you even see me in church? I was there. I was there. I know I was on my phone playing solitaire, but I was there. I know I was texting all my friends, but I was there. Some people are putting their phone away right now. <laughs> I didn't know he could see Look, I take notes on my phone, and sometimes I think, man, so if I'm in front of a speaker, I'll tell the speaker, I'm taking notes, and at the end of the sermon, because I want them to really believe me, I show them all the notes I take, and they go, there's one guy actually said, you really were taking notes. I go, I was, and I was texting all the idiots I know that needed to hear that sermon. (laughs) But hear me. Hear me. God is telling you, I asked you to get in the boat and let's go to the other side. And you're in the middle of a storm. And tonight, we need to examine our life. 
we need to say, God, am I in this storm because of sin? Have I disobeyed you and veered to the right or to the left? Or is this a storm that is happening for me to just trust you more and learn how to grow in the midst of this? Because in the middle of the storm, I just know this, that, Lord, you are with me, and if God be for me, nothing could be against me. And he's going to see me through, and I'm going to put my hand in his, and here we go, Lord. Adelante, which means onward, forward. Let's do it, God, let's do it. Go ahead, Jesus, let's do it. So I don't know where you are. I don't know what kind of storm you're facing. Some of you are in self-induced storms. You created it. Because you open your big fat mouth. Or you just did something really dumb. You hurt someone's feelings. You did something to bring pain to their life. Or you just made a bad decision for you and now you're regretting it. Others of you, someone around you, it's like, man, I was just minding my own business and they came and stormed all over me. Like, what's up with that? And some of you have never trusted God and you're all mad at God and you're like, well, he's the one that caused this anyway. Why should I turn to him? And he's reaching out to you. You go, he's been asleep the whole time. No, he hasn't. He's been waiting for you to call out to him. So tonight, maybe it's time for you to call out. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that, you want to get right with him, raise your hand and say, man, I have veered from God. I have walked away. I need you desperately. I need to come back or I just need you for the first time. I've never surrendered. Is there anyone else? Just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me. Well, we want to celebrate. You that raised your hand, would you stand up so we could pray with you? We're going to pray with you. This is an exciting time. Exciting, exciting time. And church, would all of you pray? Say, Heavenly Father, tonight I realize how much I need to connect with you. I accept Jesus Christ. As my Savior, I believe that he died for my sins. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Hey, can you come up here? I'd love to give you a hug. I'd like to just give you a hug and and uh, just reach out to you. And we want to celebrate. It's an exciting day, man. What an exciting time. You know what? Some of you are right smack in the middle of your storm. Some of you haven't handled it well. And tonight you need to come and lay it down and say, God, I've been really angry at you. I've been wondering why you've been asleep on the job. 
And God, I realize today that you're right here in the boat with me. So if you want to surrender your problem, your headache, and your storm to the Lord, make your way up right now. There's people that are going to pray with you. Make your way up and say, God, I need to surrender this. I, I can't carry this anger anymore. I can't carry this burden. I can't carry this bitterness. It's ruining me. It's turning me into this really sour person. I'm like so angry. I'm just like bitter. I don't want to be like this. So would you just stand to your feet and worship him? Just surrender it to him. Make your way up. There's room. There's plenty of time to say, I, I can't keep carrying this. I have to surrender it. I have to let it go. I have to give it up. thank you thank you thank you thank you Jesus for never turning your back on us our heart is yours 
Our mind is yours. Our body is yours. Our will is yours. We surrender all. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for healing. We thank you for your covering. We thank you for your peace and grace. We thank you, Father God, for people that were in the hospital are now out. People that are sick, that need a healing touch, we're going to believe that you're going to touch them. So, Father God, we're just believing for a supernatural move of your Holy Spirit. Father God, we think of a church that we know of that's hurting tonight. That Lord, the pastor and his family need a miracle. That congregation needs a miracle. Father, let your will be done. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for all of us here at New Beginnings and everyone watching online. Continue to meet every need, Lord. We pray in Christ's glorious name and God's people said amen. amen. Shout it out, amen. amen. We love you, church. Greet somebody on the way out and just be encouraged and we'll see you on Sunday. Don't forget the movie is on Friday. Troubles I face